I can't tell you how many times people go to an event or go to a class and do nothing. And that really hurts my feelings because I've worked really hard. You've worked really hard. How much time do we put into this? Not because we have to, because we want to. We really want to help as many humans as possible. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, this is Marco Kozlowski. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I am remote today going to visit my daughter down in Miami. And I am joined today with uh, Gabrielle Arish and Francesco Galluccio, where we are going to be discussing today actually a uh, call that I just did that they snuck in to listen to me do uh, virtually, of course, and pretty interesting thing. We're only going to be playing uh, the interaction that I had with the student. If you want to hear the actual call, you're going to have to join the Seller Call program, which is completely free. It's every Tuesday at nine o'clock live. If you actually go to sellercalls.com, sellercalls.com, you can join and uh, you can listen in uh, live every Tuesday where you can hear me do live calls with students and student deals and some pretty amazing things. Pretty massive return actually on this opportunity. $1,500 a month in revenue, about $18,000 a year. I'd say a net of of about $10,000 for about just under $70,000. So it's 15% return plus and it's pretty cool. So we're going to discuss this. And again, the boys have heard me um, you know, make this call. I, I was actually kind of pretty brutally honest with the lady. Uh, she was a wholesaler. She you know, ties up property and sells and tries to keep some for herself and had a pretty candid conversation with her and pretty funny at the end. But again, I'm not going to divulge that. You're going to have to listen in on the seller call to, to get that information. So welcome boys. And again, if you have not listened to the first 10 calls, please do. The first 10 episodes of Big Fat Real Estate Checks explain on asset-based lending and why you don't need any money in order to come to uh, the table. And if you buy things under 30% off, you're actually going to be able to not only get no money out of the deal, bring no money to the deal, forgive me, but you're also going to be able to pull out almost $3,000 plus, depending on how below 30% off you got it. And that explains it in the first 10 episodes. So please tune into those. And of course, our mission, our vision, our purpose, the three of us is to help those that really want to learn skills to develop that you no longer need to work for a living. You can actually have other people's money work for you. And uh, this is what we've done very successfully for the last, well, for myself over the last 22 years, I've tried to figure out how to do it and now teach others how to do it. And Gabe and I are, uh, and Frank and I are very good friends now and uh, also students of mine that helped me throughout the journey. So welcome, ladies and germs. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. All right. So that was a long ass uh, explanation, but I think everyone got it. All right. So anything to say before I start this recording? Well, the the actual call with the seller was quite, I was in stitches, but I definitely encourage the listeners to check that on Live Seller Calls website because it is exactly what we're talking about in terms of keeping control and how to keep control of the conversation. And you did a good job uh, doing that. It was quite funny actually as well. So but yeah, I like the pet talk in the beginning with the actual student. And I know you do most of it with the students and we do as well. We help out. We try to dissect it to the deal and see it from a different angle and see how we can get this to the closing table. So roll the tape, I guess. All right, let's roll it. So this is uh, just some context. Whenever a student gets a deal that needs a phone call, everything we do is mostly done by email and not everyone will be able to be, I'm going to put in quotation mark, closed or converted into a contract with a just email. In this case, there's a wholesaler, someone that already put the property under contract, and she already said that she got it for 64000 in the agreement. She told us this in the call, which is a pretty good deal for her. Anyway, she wanted a proof of funds, and uh, she was really married to this. Proof of funds, proof of funds, proof of funds, wants proof of funds. And before I actually call the seller, 
and you know to get her off of this I guess this rock, this sandbox, this soapbox, if you will, because there are ways and strategies of doing that without having to give a proof of funds. I wanted to really make sure that their numbers were accurate because I can't tell you how many times students want to get a deal done, but their numbers are shit. And if your numbers are shit and I'm talking to a wholesaler or a seller or anyone else, an agent, and the numbers don't jive, I'm going to look like an idiot and I can't do that. So I have to make sure that the numbers make sense. And I know that the team has checked them as well. And we generally, my program is three to five units. And sometimes there's a, something that falls in or lands in our lap that's actually, in this case, going to be a duplex that actually does make you know, a lot of sense. Pretty good deal. So let's listen. With oh, and by the way, since we're not all in the same room, just raise your hand and I'll hit the pause button. And this one is a duplex and she's a wholesaler. She's telling me, like, I basically told her, like, I'll send over a purchase PSA agreement. And she's saying we can't do it that way. I already have. So on that one, when, again, this is a student. It's, I think this is one of his first. He's early in the program in learning this. Yeah, so, he's, he's, he's in the basic three to five unit. And, you know, the promise is you will help you support you until you close a deal, period, yeah. no matter how long that takes. And that's the promise. That's what we deliver. And I even still get involved on, you know, the lower level students, as both of you do. You guys are busting your asses as well. So, and this is a team. Sorry, Frank, go ahead. No, no. So that's where he got his first obstacle from the wholesaler because the wholesaler has got to feel like, hey, listen, they're under a time is in essence for the wholesaler because whatever they have on their, you know, terms and conditions with the actual owner. As soon as the student says, you know, I'll send you over a purchase and a sale contract, already the wholesaler is raising a red flag and say, hold on a sec. I just finished telling you I'm a wholesaler. So they want to, typically they want to sign their paperwork. They want to sign the contract as opposed to that wholesaler closing with the seller and then the wholesaler then closes with the student. So I'm not saying that was an amateur mistake because sometimes we do what's called a double close. But in this case, you know, she's like, wait a second. No, 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 no. I'm a sign. I'm a wholesaler, man. I told you this. So that was just one little minor hiccup that's going to keep going here. And I don't know if this was clear to the listener, but she already has a contract with the seller and it's an agreed contract at a determined price. And the seller, at least from my understanding, seems to be aware that that's what she's trying to do is resell it or wholesale it to someone else. One, what I'm assigning it to. Okay. It's a duplex. So, cause the class you're in, I think is three to five. So, so as soon as I heard duplex, I had to hit the pause button because the class is three to five. And I want to make sure that he has a blessing from the team that I can actually make this phone call. Because if I made a phone call to everyone that just wanted a phone call, I'd get nothing done. I'd be buried. So kudos to both of you for you know policing this well. I'll still help you, but this is a little bit lower than what we should be doing because I don't think it'll cash flow if you, even if you did buy it. That's the challenge with duplex, but I'll check out real quick. What's the address? Actually, I think it's fair to say, again, I know we're not advocates of one you know, single family and duplex. There is opportunities there to make money, but you hit it on the nose where it says those type of properties... You're not going to cash flow. Like if you buy and hold, typically with those properties, odds are you're probably not going to cash flow. Those properties, there is a different exit strategy that we talk about on many podcasts. But from a buy and hold perspective, typically they're not. And I remember talking with the student on this, and I kind of gave the blessing because, you know, we did the pledge as well, Marco's beliefs that we're firm about being flexible. <laughs> and when the student says, you know, he goes, it's a duplex. I was like, yeah, like Marco says, you know, we're preaching three to five because typically those are the ones you can buy and hold and you will cash flow on, which is the whole point. But I said, you know what? Let's take a look at it. If you're under a certain amount based on our criteria matrix, if there's money to be had, we're going to help you. We're not going to be assholes and say, no, three to five, forget it. You can't do it. And we didn't do in this case. So I just wanted to bring that up. 
And even if it did, it doesn't cash flow, there's still a way to make money. And that's the important yeah. part. And this is why Frank kind of gave the go ahead on this. Yeah, there's ways to monetize everything. All levels, yes. Mm. And again, this thing is worth, well, we'll see. Of the property? Yeah, I have to check the value real quick. So I'm asking for the address because I'm starting from the basics. I have to. Yeah, hold on one sec. Yeah, I know we usually don't do duplexes, but I asked in the ticket, I Frank, I'm like, what do you think if we could get it under mail, like a duplex or a single, it's yeah, still worth it? It, it is. He's like, yeah, it, it. yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, go fuck yourself right now. I'm saying, you know, let's go down the rabbit hole and see what we can come up with. That's how I talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, if you're a student of mine, you'll see I don't pull any punches. I'm Marco. I'm going to always be Marco. And I'm being as honest with him as I am with anyone else. It's like I'm not telling him to, hey, it's a duplex. It's not three to five. See you later. That would suck as a student. You know, I'm sure there are people that are like that, you know, that are that teach. Well, hey, this is three to five. This is two. This is not three to five. Go home. You know, even though this is a great deal or could be a great deal, you're robbing the other person of the opportunity of really doing something. And I don't think that would be right. I really don't. And we wouldn't want you any other way, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I want to help you make money. Not uh, Rules are meant to be bended, as you know, if you know me well. Rules are meant to be bended. I, don't I believe that's English. bent. It's bent. bent. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's bent. Stuck in my language. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not, uh, I mean, we, we super rule. I went to the library and I found it bended. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember the five unit. With the more, the Maureen. one with Maureen. Yeah. Uh, See, so he was working on another deal that hasn't closed yet, and because it hasn't closed, just as a sidebar, I'm still helping him with this one. The whole team is because the promise is we get you a deal closed. Period. And however long that takes. And he's got a few like popcorn. Frank was talking about popcorn this morning. Deals are like popcorn. You know, they pop, 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 but sometimes they're in the heater and they're still not nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. They're in the kernel or they're in the hopper, but they haven't popped yet. So he has a contract now with a five unit, actually a six unit, if I'm not mistaken, which is a little bit, again, bending the rules, John, naughty boy, but <laughs> it's a cash cow. And so he's found two really great opportunities. They have, and as soon as one closes, our contract is done with him. At that point, he's done with his support. Did you have something to say, Gabe? No, I was just going to say, he said five units. It could be a six, but he said five units in his yeah, defense. I think it is a six because I did the call with him as well on this one. Maureen, I remember. Yeah. I yeah. don't know whatever happened to that. What happened? What'd you it's do? Still, it's still under contract. She's doing like a annual FDNY inspection. And it's under it's contract with you? Yes. Oh, so you have it under contract. Well, good for you, fucker. Well done. So this is interesting because the way it sounded is that you've had this discussion with his seller a long time ago and it's under contract and it's still under contract. So that just comes to show when we tell you that our contracts are rock solid and you know we need to get our inspection period done and our due diligence period done and we need our due diligence items. This is a prime example of a student who has had a contract for a long time and it's still under contract and he's in control right now until he gets all those inspections done. And that's the neat part about the contract that's been evolving for, I guess, the last 20 years, and we keep changing it. I think it's sometimes we change it every quarter, you know, because whenever we, we come over an obstacle or something comes up, we're like, oh, you know, this would be cool to add into not only protect the student being the buyer, but also to make the seller accountable for their actions. And that's why some don't like our paperwork because it puts accountability on the seller to, hey, you know what, we'll do this. We promise to do this and we'll keep our promise. And your promise is you're going to do this. And if you don't give us everything we need to make a sound decision, then, you know, we have a floating closing date. So until we get everything, we don't start. It's like, give us everything so we can dissect it 
deep dive into it. And if the numbers check out and basically what you told us it, it makes, then let's move forward. And so, yeah, he's definitely in the driver's seat on that. And, you know, he may end up having two deals, which is very flexible over his five. Maybe they close on the same day if he strategizes pretty good. And that's what you should do. If I was going to abuse me and use loopholes <laughs> yes. in Marco's system, that's what I would do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Post 10 deals in one day. Yeah. Little, little does he know that you like being abused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, he may be listening to this, right? But it's okay. He, well, he better be thing. listening. Well, here's the thing, guys, is I want people to succeed, right? And if we're, I hate to say it, we're tools that are meant to be used, right? I can't tell you how many times people go to an event or go to a class and do nothing. And that really hurts my feelings because I've worked really hard. You've worked really hard. How much time do we put into this? Not because we have to, because we want to. We really want to help as many humans as possible. We don't get up in the morning thinking, fuck, I have to do this. This is fun. It's fun to show people that, you know, the way this is the way if you anyway, it's just a really neat process. It's, it's gratifying. It really is. And when you follow process, you can do some amazing things and it's just neat to see success. And I, that's what anyone that takes a class to say, Hey, Marco, thank you so much. And I learned a lot. I said, the only way you want to thank me is by closing a deal. That's how you thank me. That's the only way I want. Thanks is close a damn deal. Change and, your life. And that's you gotta remember Success yeah. is a process. It's not an event, right? So that, that's something that needs to be clear here. So wise, Gabriel. So wise. I try. I know. It, it's on the contract, but we haven't closed and it's being prolonged because of inspection. she wants to do an inspection. So, yeah. The seller wants inspections. Even better. You know, right, the more inspections she does, the better it is. You have more time you, you know, have to do something. So don't rush. Yeah. All right. So it says it's worth 100 and eight between 108 and 100 and I guess 100 between 70 and 147 or 108 ish. What, what's the rents here? It's funny because I'm about to tell you what the rents are and they're bang on exactly what they're, they were said in the seller call. Correct. Now you'll see that I'm saying a range because with a single family, you can have four appraisers go in the same day, do four different appraisals and get four different numbers. And it'll be between this number and this number. So we're really using huge ranges. It's not, you can, you will get four different yeah. numbers. <laughs> True. No rent. Rents are eight hundred bucks a month. What's the asking price? Seventy-seven. Repairs? I put five thousand. Okay. The estimate was one hundred five. Yeah. So you asked here what the repairs are, and that's extremely important because the asking price is just a random number right now. You don't know how much work is required. So even if you get this deal at you know at twenty thousand dollars, if it needs a hundred thousand dollars in repairs, then it's just not going to be a deal. So it's probably the most important part of the questioning here is how much in repairs. And he's uh, given, uh, I believe it's $5,000 that he's stated, which typically means that there's not much work to be done based on his conversation with the seller. Yeah, but there's always work to be done. That's why we include uh, that 5000 because, listen, we're humans. Yeah. We wear shit out. We break things. We break door handles. We break fans. We break toilet seats. Well, some of us do. And a seller's uh, biased, right? They're emotionally attached seats. to their property. Yeah. So counting for that 5000 whether you spend it, I'm sure they can plug in $5,000 to improve the property, even for the looks or change a few things over and over. But that's just to be on the conservative side. Because if someone says everything's done, everything's perfect, nothing's perfect. It's like when you go to the orthodontist, even if you do have perfect teeth, they say you need braces. You got a little bit of an overbite, whatever. So nothing's going to be perfect. So that 5000 will give them a little bit more of a cushion. I think I Frank has PTSD over dentists. I don't know. I do. With the orthodontist, you're killing me, man. Both of my kids, man. I went to my orthodontist and he said my teeth were perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. It's funny, Frank. My, my son was there this morning, so I, I'm starting to feel your pain. Oh, my God. They hose you, man. Oh, yeah. They need braces. I, slow, I haven't slow seen down, anyone. Slow down. That, yeah, I haven't seen anyone that, that says you don't need braces. So everyone needs braces, even if you do have perfect teeth. All right. 
Thanks very much. Thanks. Oh, Mayo was 68. Um, you're over Mayo by a couple grand. That means you're going to have to bring a couple grand to closing. If you're, uh, This is me with shitty math. Well, it's not. I didn't think he told you what he had the agreement to. So he just told you what the asking price is. And then he told you what his Mayo is. I thought he had it for 70 and yeah. his Mayo was 70. Yeah. So I, I don't know what his number was. Right. That's right. So, so yeah, my assumption was 70 and he said sure. Mayo was 68. So sure. if he has it 68 and 70, that's a $2,000 difference. That's where yes. I came from. Okay, with that, we'll keep this going. So, you know, well, you're not pulling out any money and you're bringing 2000 to closing. Okay. So the reason he's saying that you're bringing money to the table and you're not pulling anything out is because in theory, well, this is based on Marco's assumption that it was at a $70,000 purchase price. So this yes. is above, it's basically under 30% off. So that's why this discussion has to happen because if it's, under 30% off and the student does not want to bring money to the table, then this won't work at that price. And so this is all almost like a disclaimer where, hey, you did well, but you didn't quite get to your target. And because of that, here's the consequence, which you need to bring a couple thousand dollars to the table. And the student needs to be okay with that because that's not what we're okay with typically. Typically is you're not supposed to bring money to the table and you're supposed to pull money back. But in this case, the student likes this deal. Again, this was the assumption that the purchase price was at 70. Mayo was slightly under that. So that would equate into bringing money to the table. And, and the student has to agree to that before we continue. My suspicion is this is going to be worth more than 100000 anyway. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's going to be worth closer to 120. I think we're well, well under Mayo in this. But anyway. Which is good news for him because then he will have yes. to bring no money down and he'll pull out money at closing. Which is the point. Exactly. Yeah, sixty-eight two five eight is what okay. we got it to. Got it. All right. Well, sixty-eight two five eight and his mayo is sixty-eight. He basically has right at the mix. correct. So yes, he's, I guess. He's but fine. we're using we're using the lowest conservative comp value that we found, which again, like we said, it's very subjective. So we're using a lower number just to be on the very very conservative side. And yes, he's two hundred and a little bit off. But I very much doubt when he does get an appraisal. It's going to be exactly what we saw or what he located on the website. It could be potentially more. It could be potentially less, but most likely not. That's why we're using a very low number so we don't get pinched that way. So whatever, 68 and change. So let's say you get the money at just round numbers, 10%. So it's going to cost you 6800 bucks for you to carry it the most. Mm -hmm. All right. Your yeah. rents are 800 bucks a month per side. So that's 1600 According to this, let me ch actually check on Rentometer. I don't know if you've done this yet. Have you checked rents? No. To support? No. All right. So, so the site I was using, I don't really s trust their rents. So I went to Rentometer. Frank, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that why you're doing this. And so you're checking out, okay, from a comp perspective, because it is residential. So when you're looking at residential, you use a comparable value to assess what, it's, what that property is worth. So you did that check mark. Now, the next thing is, okay, that check marks, that checks out. But if he wants to keep it, so like we said before in the beginning, listen, if it's not cash flowing, then you have other exit strategies that you got to explore. So he wants to keep it. So let's see it. Now you're going through this to verify rents. What do they go for when we go to various sites? One is rent, you know, rental meter to check out what the rents actually are and compare it to what the seller has communicated to us to see, okay, in the end, if you're getting an asset-based lender quickly, they may charge a little bit more. Marco's using worst case scenarios, like, fuck it, let's just say 10%. Right? If you get the money at 10%, here's going to be your debt service. Now let's see what the rents are so we can see, okay, when we deduct your operating plus the debt service, are you going to end up in the black or in the red? And that's why you're doing this process. 
Yeah, and it's set it's setting up the call because if it does cash flow, then you have you know you're going in one direction. If it doesn't cash flow, then maybe your direction is to try and bring this the wholesaler down a little bit so that we can cash flow. Right. And so let me check that out real quick. Are you refinishing furniture right now? <laughs> so Marco well, said this because no. <laughs> he's setting up up, and you'll see that when he said when the next words that come out of Marco's wealth. But yeah, he's Marco's looking up uh, what the rents are and. You know, he's soldering or doing something. I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing, but man, like I'm trying to help him out and the guy's working like, no, here's the important thing over here. Like my time is extremely valuable and I'm not saying it become I'm an egotistical maniac. It's just, I don't have any time to do almost anything. Like we're fighting time just to put in these podcasts in super scheduled on a lot of things. And my day starts at six ends at two in the morning and I don't have time for someone to not be really super focused and, and it just. I have autism now with background noises when people are paying attention. It irritates me. <laughs> I'm outside doing some outdoor work. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I can hear it. That's not annoying or anything. <laughs> so the average actually is 660. About It's two bedrooms on each side. It's three bedrooms on each side, if I remember actually. It's, it says six bedrooms. Let me do this again. I just had the number and it just gave me a different number. That's super strange. Okay. So your average is about 750. So 750, that's 1500 times 12. What's 750 times 12? I don't even remember my own numbers. 1500 times 12. 9,000. Sorry, 1500 times. Such an idiot. Go ahead. So it's 9,000. The reason you did 750 is typically we're going to keep half of the revenues. Yeah. So 750 times 12 is 9,000 is essentially what you're going to keep after all your expenses and before your debt service. Marco calculated the debt service to be roughly 6,800, I believe, before yep, yes. uh, based on a 10%. So that leaves you at you know, $22,000, $2,200 a year in positive cash flow. So that's uh, not too shabby for a duplex here. Right. It's actually going to be better because utilities are split differently and we we do rubs and stuff. So anyway, it's, it's going to be get better. But it's yes. going to get a lot better. Yeah. It's going to be a good starting good. point. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. It's basically free money. That's good. 12. Oh. Give me 1500 times 12. 18,000. Yep. And you're going to keep point. You're going to keep around 10,000. You'll actually make some money on this. If it does run out for 750 aside, it actually is cash flowing. All right. I'm actually surprised. You can't tell my voice because I'm pretty monotonous when I, uh, I'm on the phone. I've trained myself to be. But on a duplex or a single family, it's nowadays with the purchase prices as they are, it's almost it's very difficult to find a cash flowing property and pay a little higher interest than what you would normally do. So I'm using a 10% as a marker just because it's easy. You can get the money at six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. If your stress test is 10 and still cash flowing at 10, you're going to be pretty good, pretty damn good. 68,000 is the number. And did you ask if there's any repairs that are needed or you just made the assumption of 5,000? No, I asked and she said, uh, seller said everything is in order, but you need to do due diligence. Okay. That bothers me, that answer. But we found out later that there actually, she has asked the seller to do some significant repairs, which I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag because you have to listen to the But the reason it irritates you is because typically when you're wholesaling a property, you're the one who should be marketing it. You should know everything about the yes. property and you should have dealt with it so that you can turn it into a quick sale. 
if you need the buyer to do everything or all the work, then it's creating like this triangle of information and there's a lot of stuff that can get lost. So uh, just a tip for you out there, if you want to wholesale, just make sure you do all the homework and, and get all the, the answers you need so that it's easier for you to sell this afterwards. Uh, there's a lot of wholesalers that don't do that. They're lazy. You know what? Do your due diligence ahead of time before you put the offer. If I was a wholesaler, I would get as much information as I can, put it on some kind of Google Docs, Dropbox, pictures and all. So when I'm soliciting that property to prospective cash buyers, uh, they got everything there. I did some legwork or, or most of it. Here, here's the financials. Here's this. Here's the pictures. So like, damn. 16 Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we I'm, good. I'm good with Excel yeah. sheets. Yeah. Excel sheets. Yeah, that's exactly. Excel, <laughs> Excel, <laughs> it's, uh, Excel sheets. You get the Excel uh, sheets. And the shits too, yes. Yeah. The shits. But in all seriousness, it's it's the way we do business because obviously if you do as much legwork as possible and it's a no-brainer, I hate the word, but it's useful here. It makes no sense for someone not to buy it because you've done all your checks and balances and when they check, they go, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit, this is perfect. And now you have a seamless list of buyers when you actually start selling these things. They just want to keep buying and buying and buying from you. Like if this lady, you know, wasn't, so difficult to deal with, uh, you know, which you'll see in the call. Eventually, she'll probably be a great source for us to buy as many assets as possible because I'll train her. You know, I'll have to slap her around a little bit, but I'll train her, do exactly what I want her to do. So it's seamless and it's that's how it should be done. Yeah. That's what she said. Right. Yeah, you said I need to put in 2000 at closing? Yeah. If you buy this, you're putting your money at closing. Yeah. Listen, maximum allowable offer doesn't mean maximum allowable offer where we can bend that rule. This is one rule that you can't bend. So whatever your number is below your mayo is what you're going to have to come up with at closing. And there's going to be no cash out, just so you know. But I'm not above mayo. What is your mayo? My mayo is 68658. Your mayo is... I used the Zillow. So your... Estimate. All right. Well... If you're below Mayo, you're okay. I feel like we've been talking about Mayo uh, a lot, maybe explaining that it's not a condiment. It's a maximum allowable offer. Yeah. So yeah. just so you know, this is kind of the maximum amount that you should be paying for this property. Correct. Yeah. Of Mayo, then you're not okay. Just, yeah, just no, wanna, you're, in the, you're in the gray area of who the fuck knows, yeah. because if it is worth 108, then you're okay, or 105. If it's worth less than 100, then we're not, but... We'll get to that bridge when we cross it. When we, what I mean by that is in due diligence, we'll figure out exactly what this thing is worth. Go ahead, Gabriel. No, no. <laughs> okay. You said it right. There. Let's call the, the wholesaler real quick. Give me a second here and we'll add her. What's your number? There you go. So that's all I want to play right now. And then we go straight into the call, which uh, lasts another 13 minutes and 23 seconds. That whole Do not want to miss this call. It was extremely interesting. And, uh, uh, just for a point of reference, that call is going to be broadcast uh, this evening, Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. So if you want to go to that, uh, depending on where you're listening and when you're listening to this, it'll be, uh, I won't be able to do the call, sadly. Frank and Gabe will do it. Doing that call this evening. So it's we'll a lot of fun. Dissect it and see why I said what and why and be a lot of fun. Don't miss yes. it. All right. So anything to add to this, boys? Uh, this is, uh, you know, we just did a whole pre-seller call, seller call on a podcast, which has never been done before. So no, this cool. is good. It was behind the scenes. I, I know when we get on coaching calls with some of the students, yeah, we haven't in the past communicated that. We tee it up, get a little background substance to it, but this is the first time you're actually hearing it. And this is what goes on. And some of it is longer than this. You know, the bigger the deals, there's more moving parts. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's more to dissect. So if we deep dive. If we know the numbers are right or, or, you know, below that threshold that we need it to be, then 
yeah, you're going to go down that rabbit hole a little bit more. We're going to ask a lot more questions, obviously, because we want to make sure that student or whoever's buying it is buying a sound property. And they're not going to get burned later on where there's going to be skeletons in the, in the closet. You don't need that later. But this is- Well, this, you'll, you'll find the skeletons in due diligence. I mean, exactly. we, you know, we're doing as much as we can to mitigate the risks going into it based on what we know and what the seller tells us. And that's all we can do with the student at this point. And then once they get into due diligence, there's a separate process for that to make sure that we validate everything before getting into a, a property and closing on it. And so well, yeah, we do this because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So, go no, no, you go ahead. No, you go, please. I was going to say, we, yeah, we do this because we don't want to waste, number one, the wholesaler's time because the wholesaler may be, again, like I said before, they may be, you know, time's the essence for them because they have a certain deadline before that co- their contract expires. So we don't want to waste their time and we don't want to definitely waste our time. So we want to make sure if we are going to put an offer and tie it down, not just for the sake of tying it down and then waste everyone's time for that matter. And then you have to pull out or you have to renegotiate. There may be, an, we may have to renegotiate depending on the repairs, but if we don't have to and we're solid, then what do you think that wholesaler is going to do? You know, if the student closes on this, you know what? They were, they were sound. They were very honest. They were very transparent. What we can and what we can't do based on what you told us, this is what we're based our offer on. And they close on this. John closed on this. That wholesaler is going to say, shit, I'm going to find more for John. And there you go. He, he's got a golden retriever that's out on the field and, and looking for properties for John uh, because she knows that he can perform and close. So it's a win-win for, for all parties, including the seller. And for us and everybody, right? Everybody yep. wins. So yep. there you go. So that's a wrap. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Like it, love it, share it. And again, we appreciate you, the listener, and Frank, Gabe, couldn't do this without you. Appreciate you both. Have a great day, guys. See you later for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm